0: If you're a night owl looking for a great job, Walmart is hiring overnight shift workers. Pay starts at $14.50 to $15.50 per hour, and you'll earn great benefits, including 6% 401k match, $1 a day college, time off when you need it, and discounts and savings. Other opportunities are also available with varying pay rates for daytime shifts. Text 240 to 240 to apply with Walmart today. Again, all you have to do is text 240 to the number 240 to apply. Welcome to The Sports Angle, live in Las Vegas, the entertainment capital of the world. I'm your host, Rocco Kelly. Let's get into it. Go to our website, thesportsangle.com. Check out all the content we have on there. Articles, audio, video, live streams, you name it. We have it on thesportsangle.com. As well, go to our social media, follow, like, share. We appreciate all the support. It is Memorial Day. And... And Memorial Day has always been interesting to me. Not only for personal reasons, but Memorial Day has always been interesting because you see the patriotism. You're seeing you know, all the patriots of sports. You get to see you know, Americans really embrace being Americans. And I've always noticed that when it comes to Memorial Day, for example, out there in Boston, they'll have that huge U.S. flag be in left field at Fenway. Uh, here in Las Vegas, when they have the Hoover Dam, they have the largest U.S. flag ever assembled, and it will drape over the Hoover Dam. Like, there's all these like really interesting things that happen on Memorial Day, but there's something I really want to focus on. Something I really want to discuss, and that is. What happened recently? I want to talk about a situation, a topic that I got to see at a cinema uh, recently. So there was game one of the Western Conference uh, Finals. You have Colorado and you have Vegas. And this game has a lot of controversy This game has a lot of feedback, a lot of criticism, a lot of, you know, accusations, a lot of suspensions, a lot of animosity towards this series. What happened in game one? I want to focus on the five W's and H. For anybody who's ever done journalism, you will know that that is the what, when, where, who, why, and how. That is the five W's and H. So if we're really going to break down what happened in game one of the 2021 West Division final between Colorado and Vegas, I really want to do this from a journalism perspective. I really want to do this from, you know, a perspective of someone who is a journalist. So to give you the context, to give you the details of what we're talking about now in the first period of the Colorado versus Vegas game, game one. Matthias Janmark. There was a very brutal collision that happened near the boards between Janmark and Ryan Graves. Now, Ryan Graves hit him shoulder to chest, okay? But what had happened is that he hit him at such an upper angle that it went into his chest hit his jaw and then his head snapped back and it hit the boards with the back of his head. Also Ryan Graves left his feet with the hit. You'll get to see that he kind of, uh, kind of jumped up. He kind of stepped up when the hit was made. That's the first part of it. There was also like a scrum. There was a little bit of a brawl. I think uh, guys like Tyson Jost and Nicholas Waugh, they were given fighting, uh, fighting penalties after afterwards, but it wasn't until later in the game where the entire situation hit its breaking point. It boiled over in the third period. Now, Philip Grubauer there are going to be Golden Knights fans that have accused him of hitting Ryan Reeves in the back of the knee and instigating the entire thing. There are going to be Colorado Avalanche fans who are going to say that Ryan Reeves was a madman and he just went straight after Ryan Graves for no reason. Now, what does the facts actually tell you? Now, Ryan Reeves got a, got, got a two-minute penalty for roughing Philip Grubauer. He got a two-minute penalty for roughing um, Ryan Graves. and He got a five-minute penalty for unsportsmanlike conduct. That was a nine minutes in penalties that was in that situation. What happened was that there was a puck stoppage and then Ryan Reeves attacks Ryan Graves. He starts, he grabs him by the neck and he almost twists his neck, by the way, which would have made this even way worse. But he starts twisting his neck. He shoves him to the ground. And then he just continues to beat on him and beat on him and beat on him. Even when he is on the ice, even when he is in that position where you pretty much have given yourself up most hockey players and most hockey fans know what that means most hockey players and most people who have watched hockey know that when a hockey player is on the ground and they're in that position you know that they have given up they're not going to hit back they're not going to you know try to uh, squirmish out they have given themselves up on the play but Ryan Reeves just kept going at him and going at him and going at him and once again you can look at it from two perspectives. Golden Knights fans are going to try are, are justifying it by saying that he was giving Graves a receipt for what happened to Yanmark in the first period. Okay, there are people who are justifying it by saying that oh, Ryan Reeves was protecting the team. He was protecting his boys in the locker room. Well, Colorado fans are looking at this in complete disgust. And are saying that he needs to be kicked out of the league. He needs to be uh, suspended for 20 games. Like, a lot of Colorado fans went one way. And Golden Knights fans went another way. Now, here is the five W's and H that I'm really going to break down with this topic. To really make this from a journalistic point of view. Oh, by the way, Colorado won in the game. I mean, they obliterated Vegas. I mean, their speed and their defense absolutely annihilated Vegas in game one just to figure out the score. But what would be the five W's and H that we could relate to what happened in game one? Well, let's start out with the easy one. What happened? Well, what happened was Ryan Graves hit Matthias Janmark, knocked him out of the game, and Ryan Reeves retaliated. When did it happen? It happened in the third period. Ryan Reeves went after, went after Graves because of what happened that Graves did in the first period. That is the when. Where did it happen? Well, it happened at the ball arena in Denver, Colorado. It happened in front of thousands of fans in Denver, Colorado. Who was involved? Well, you had Ryan Reeves, you had Matthias Janmark, you had Ryan Graves, and you do have some minor supporting characters we had Nicholas Waugh, had Tyson Jost, you had William Carrier, Alex Petrangelo, Brandon Saad, Philip Grubauer. I mean, there were some supporting characters, you know, in the scene, but the main characters, the lead characters was Ryan Reeves, Matthias Janmark, and Ryan Graves. And why did it happen? That's the one we have to talk about. Why did it happen? well, from a, from a neutral perspective, from a journalistic perspective, I believe the Ryan Graves hit was intentional, but not for the reason that you think. It wasn't because they wanted to send a message to Vegas. It wasn't intentional because they wanted to make Vegas, you know, become more physical and get their focus off their game. Mateus Janmark, two days prior, had scored a hat trick against the Minnesota Wild. To win game 7. Hey what up Brett. How are you doing man? Okay the reason why Ryan Graves went after Mateus Janmark. My angle is that because he did that hat trick. Because Mateus Janmark had been heating up for Vegas. They were going to try to min- minimize him as much as possible. They were going to try to make sure that their hottest goal scorer from the first series, was going to not be uh, of use. Hey, you know what, Brett? That's good for you, man. You know, I'm happy to hear that. Now, why did Ryan Reeves attack Ryan Graves? Why did Ryan Reeves go to that extent with Ryan Graves? So we're talking about the five W's and H, and we're breaking down what happened in game one. With the Vegas Golden Knights and the Colorado Avalanche. Now that one is simple as well. Why Ryan Reeves did that. Is because what does he get paid to do? What does Ryan Reeves get paid $1.75 million for the Vegas Golden Knights? They pay him to be an enforcer. They pay him to fight. They pay him to disrupt the flow of the game. They pay him to cause chaos and he did cause chaos ryan reeves is notorious for causing chaos he's been suspended multiple times a lot of people call him one of the last true enforcers in major league hockey you know when it comes to the nhl when it comes to national hockey league ryan reeves is considered one of the last great enforcers that they have left you have evander kane you have Tom Wilson. You have guys like Ryan Reeves. There, Like you have Antoine Rossell. There are a few guys in the NHL that are left from that old era. They pay him to have brute force. That's what they pay him all that money for. So that's why Ryan Reeves was out there and went after Ryan Graves because he his job is to do exactly what he did. Now, the last... The last part is the H. I went over the five W's. The what, when, where, who, and why. Now, how did it happen? Now, how this happened could actually be led to three months ago. I'm actually going to go back to February. Because February, when the Colorado Avalanche and Vegas Gold Knights faced off, a lot of people have completely forgotten about this. but. Ryan Graves and the Colorado Avalanche, they have prior history with the Vegas Golden Knights. There has been skirmishes, There's been scrums. There has been back and forth with Colorado and Vegas before. They faced each other eight times this season. So how I think this happened is the bad blood that was building up in that eight-game series in the regular season. I believe... How this happened was because in February, there was some fights. There was some scrimmages. There was a situation that happened in that game. So understand that when it comes to how it happened, it had been building up for a while. How it happened is because back in February, there was a hit that happened of actually involving the Colorado Avalanche and the Vegas Golden Knights. A lot of people forget about this. They have prior history. That's the how. So as we're talking about the Vegas Golden Knights and the Colorado Avalanche here on the sports angle, before we go to break, before we go to the next segment and we do the MLB power rankings, I want to analyze what was reported about an hour ago. An hour ago, the NHL Department of Player Safety announced that Ryan Reeves will be suspended for two games and will lose X amount of money because of it. There, um, there was a situation that developed when it came to that situation. Now, once again, we're going to take a neutral perspective, and we are going to analyze Colorado's side and Vegas' side. Now, Colorado's side, they're livid. They are mad. They are, you know, crawling, their skin is just crawling because Ryan Reeves only got two-game suspension. Colorado fans, I've checked your blogs. I've checked your social media feed. You don't like the fact that Ryan Reeves only got a two-game suspension. You believe it should be similar to your player, Nazem Kadri, who got an eight-game suspension for kneeing Justin Folk in the head. Now, Vegas' perspective. Now, a lot of the Vegas Golden Knights fans actually have been saying that Ryan Reeves should not be suspended for this. There have been Golden Knights fans who have been trying to make the argument that he should be fined, but he should not be suspended for what happened. Now, here's my neutral perspective. I do believe Ryan Reeves should have been suspended. I do believe that George Peros had to suspend Ryan Reeves. Now, why do they have to suspend Ryan Reeves? Well, let's analyze the facts, shall we? Ryan Reeves has been under investigation from the NHL now for the fourth time. This is the fourth time that Ryan Reeves has had to go in front of the Depl- Department of Player Safety. He's had to have those hearings. He had to have those meetings. This is the fourth time now. I also have also found out that George Peros has a clothing company called Violent Gentlemen. All right, it's a clothing, it's an apparel company. One of the people that wears and supports that company just so happens to be Ryan Reeves. Also, let's also examine the fact that George Peros and Ryan Reeves have been friends in the past. There's been multiple times where NHL enforcers have met up. They've shared a beer. You know, they've had something to eat. You see them, you know, talking, having a good time. So George Peros being friends with Ryan Reeves, is not out of the imagination that that is a possibility. So I believe that Ryan Reeves getting a two-game suspension is George Peros's way of not looking biased towards Ryan Reeves. I believe that George Peros is doing the suspension, not just because he's friends with Ryan Reeves, but it's the fact that his job is also on the line. George Peros has been under hot water for what happened with the Tom Wilson incident with the New York Rangers. George Peros has been under hot water for a good minute because of the fact that he has been buddy-buddy with a lot of the enforcers that he is forced to investigate in the past. So, my angle is that, yes, Ryan Reeves getting a two-game suspension, it is deserved. Yes, I believe that Ryan Reeves should have gotten that two-game suspension. I also believe that George Peros helped out Ryan Reeves because they are buddies, because they're friends. And on top of that, George Paros does not want to get fired by Gary Bettman. He does not want to get replaced by somebody else. So in order to look uh, or make himself look good in front, of, in front of the NHL, he gave Ryan Reeves a two-game suspension. This is the Sports Angle. We're going to be back from the break in just a bit. And when we do, we're going to get into our MLB Power Rankings here on the Sports Angle. I'm your host, Rocco. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back after this. Welcome back to The Sports Angle, live in Las Vegas, the entertainment capital of the world. I'm your host, Rocco Kelly. Let's get back into it. Let's go to the website, thesportsangle.com. Check out all the content we have on there. As well, go to our social media, at The Sports Angle. Follow, like, share. We appreciate all the content. On Wednesday, I'm actually going to be uploading a video to The Sports Angle's YouTube channel, so subscribe to it, turn on notifications, and hit that like button on, you, on our YouTube channel. MLB, I can't believe that we are almost 60 games into the season. It really does not feel like it has been 55 games yet. You know, it really feels like back two months ago when I was talking about opening day. It really feels like it hasn't been that long since I did that preview show in March, breaking down each division. I mean, time flies when Major League Baseball plays every single day. So one of our most popular topics, one of our most popular segments here on the Sports Angle is our MLB Power Rankings. Our MLB Power Rankings, we do this every two weeks. We try To break it up, we're trying to make sure that we're not overlapping each other. But with it being the last day of May, considering that it's not going to be May anymore, I decided to do our MLB Power Rankings right now here on the Sports Angle. So, let's get into it. At number 10 in our MLB Power Rankings, it is the Oakland Athletics. Now, Oakland... It's kind of weird to talk about them because on one hand, the Oakland Athletics have been amazing. I mean, the Oakland Athletics have done things that a lot of people didn't really expect from. They had that amazing start at the beginning of the season. I mean, they did this really good hot streak in April. However, when it came to the Oakland Athletics organization, they have started to fall just a little bit. The Oakland Athletics, it's not like they're the absolute worst team in all of baseball. No, they're they're number 10. I also had Oakland at number 9 in our power rankings two weeks ago. Understand that when it comes to Oakland and when it comes to the athletics organization, they are still first in the AL West. They are still a team that is trying to be a playoff team. They're trying to have a playoff push right now. However, they are a half a game ahead of Houston. They've lost six in their last 10. They are currently lost back-to-back-to-back games. And right now, they are only six games above 500. So Oakland is starting to lose momentum. However, people need to understand that the Oakland Athletics could eventually be taken off the top 10 and understanding that the Oakland Athletics organization might be moving to Las Vegas. They might be moving to Portland. It'll be fascinating to see what happens there. Well, hey, good evening. Hey, how are you? Now, number nine in our MLB power rankings, number 10 was the Oakland Athletics. At number nine, we are going to take a short bus trip. We're going to get on that Greyhound bus And we are going to go from Oakland all the way down to Los Angeles. The Los Angeles Dodgers, beginning of the season, was the unanimous number one team in Major League Baseball. How the mighty have fallen. The Los Angeles Dodgers, they are a team that kind of makes me question sanity. The Dodgers have so much talent. The Dodgers are one of the most talented teams in Major League Baseball. But yet, they have lost back-to-back-to-back games. They've lost four of their last five. The Los Angeles Dodgers are two and a half games back from the NL West. And on top of that, understanding that the Vegas Golden Knights and all of them are similar to how the Los Angeles Dodgers are right now. I mean, the Los Angeles Dodgers, they have fallen apart in the month of May. And it's kind of interesting to see how the Dodgers went from here to now here. So the Dodgers organization, do I think they could turn it around? Yeah. I mean, similar to the golden Knights. Do I think they could turn it around? Yeah. To kind of reference the last segment. However, If the injury bug keeps on taking away players from the Dodgers, I don't know if they are going to be able to make it to the World Series. So if the injury bug keeps affecting them, it is going to be a long season. If they get those players back, it will be a very good year for the Dodgers. At number nine, Los Angeles Dodgers. Doing our MLB power rankings here on the sports angle. At number eight, we're going to stay in California. We're just going to take that Greyhound bus, and we went to Los Angeles. Now we're going to kind of go back home. Okay? We're going to go back to the Bay Area, and we're going to go be at McCovey McCovey, uh, Cove. We're going to be at Levi's Landing. We are going to talk about the San Francisco Giants, the team that is leading the NL West right now, the team that's on a four-game winning streak the team that's won six of the last 10. Understand that the San Francisco Giants organization has been clutch. Understand the San Francisco Giants have done good against the Dodgers, and they have shown that they are willing to stay in the fight. Now, why are they at number eight? Not only are the San Francisco Giants a team that has been hot and cold in certain areas, but also when it comes to San Francisco, the seven teams above them, I just wonder if they are going to be able to consistently get to where they need to be at number seven in our power rankings is the Boston Red Sox. Now, Boston, a couple of weeks ago, they were higher. I mean, they were one of the top teams in major league baseball, I mean, the Boston Red Sox and their organization, they were starting to look like they had turned it around this year. But uh, once again, unfortunately, they're two games back from the Tampa Bay Rays. They, have been, uh, they are on a current losing streak right now. Boston, I, I'm still going to say they're pretenders, but if they did make a playoff spot, if they somehow became a wild card, even though they are two games back, from said wild card spot, I would be okay with them being a wild card. I just don't see it personally. So at number seven is the Boston Red Sox in our MLB power rankings. At number six is the Tampa Bay Rays. That's right, Tampa Bay at number six. I mean, this team was ranked 14th, 15th at the beginning of the month. <laughs> Now, at the end of May, they are the sixth best team in Major League Baseball. I mean, this team is now 15 games above 500. They're on a five-game winning streak. They've won nine of their last 10. They have won 11 of their last 15. I mean, Tampa Bay has lit up at the right time, and I respect it. The reason why they're at number six, however, the reason why they haven't cracked the top five, Is because the Tampa Bay Rays are going to need to continue that momentum heading into June. At number five on on our power rankings, we're going to do that once we do 10 through six, just to recap everybody. At number 10 is the Oakland Athletics. Number nine is the Los Angeles Dodgers. Number eight is the Chicago Cubs. Number seven is the Boston Red Sox. Number six is the Tampa Bay Rays. So that is six through 10 doing our sports angle, MLB power rankings at number five. We are going to go from Tampa and we are going to fly to the Midwest. We're going to fly to Missouri. We are going to go to Bush stadium. We're going to crack open a beer. We're going to have some hot dogs. We're going to have some popcorn. We're going to enjoy the St. Louis Cardinals. What can I say about St. Louis that a lot of people haven't mentioned already? I mean, this team has been offensively amazing. Offensively, the St. Louis Cardinals are doing everything in their power to make sure that they stay as one of the top five teams in Major League Baseball. I mean, right now, outside of the San Diego Giants and the Padres, they are legit the number one team in the National League. I mean, you could make an argument that with Goldschmidt, with Molina, with all of their offensive power in St. Louis, that they could be a top five team by the end of the year in Major League Baseball. So at number five, we have the St. Louis Cardinals. At number four in our MLB power rankings, we're going to go to a team that used to be a division rival with the St. Louis Cardinals. We are going to go from Missouri, and we are going to have a s- very slow, very small trip down to Texas. We are going to go to Minute Maid Park, where Albert Pujols hit a home run so far out of the stadium. I mean, I don't even know if it landed yet. Like, has anybody called NASA and has figured out if Albert Pujols is home run off of Brad Lidge? Did it ever land, or is it still just floating in midair somewhere? At number four, we have the Houston Astros. Now, the Houston Astros are on a current two-game winning streak. The Houston Astros have woken up their bats, and they have been on fire offensively. Carlos Correa looks like somebody that wants to get paid next year, and their wins above replacement is almost double the amount of the league average. So at number four, we have the Houston Astros. I mean, the Houston Astros in our Sports Angle MLB Power Rankings. Now we're going to get into the bronze, the silver, and the gold. In third place with the bronze, we're going to go and once again take that trip. We're going to get on our Learjet and we are going to go from Texas and we're going to travel back to the Midwest. But we're in the Midwest. We are going to go to Chicago. We're going to go to Shy City. More importantly, we are going to go to the wrong side of Shy City. We are going to go to the side of Chicago that I personally wouldn't want to go to, but they happen to have a team there. At number three, we have the Chicago White Sox. I can't deny that their starting pitching is among the best in Major League Baseball. Carlos Rodone, Lance Lynn, has been a killer one-two punch for the Chicago White Sox. They have been among the elite in Major League Baseball in terms of pitching. Their hitting has been solid. And as long as Tony Narusa is not offended by the 5,000 unwritten rules that are in Major League Baseball, Chicago White Sox could be the best team in the American League. At number two is the San Francisco Giants. So, skipping that, let's go to number one. Let's go to the gold medal. Let's go to the best team in Major League Baseball. And that is, when it comes to MLB. Sorry for the technical difficulties. I mean, it's live, folks. Anything can happen. At number one in our MLB power rankings, it is The San Diego Padres. San Diego is not just clutch. San Diego is elite. They are a team that puts up offensive numbers that will rival anybody in MLB. This team has won six of the last ten. This team is a half a game back from the team that's number two in the power rankings. And on top of that, the Francisco Francisco Giants have one thing that San Diego doesn't. They have a weakness. San Diego has great pitching. Their bullpen, phenomenal. Their closer, among the best. Their hitting has been spectacular. Fernando Tatis Jr., who is the most popular player in baseball, he is. But he looks like the future best player in major League baseball. All right. Understand that when it comes to the San Diego Padres, they have it all. The San Diego Padres have every single thing at their disposal. And I love it. I love that the San Diego Padres have the ability to do every single thing right in Major League Baseball. before we end the sports angle power rankings, I will repeat them one more time for the people in the back. At number 10, the Oakland Athletics, Number 9, Los Angeles Dodgers, Number 8, Chicago Cubs, Number 7, Boston Red Sox, Number 6, Tampa Bay Rays. Number 5, St. Louis Cardinals, Number 4, Houston Astros, Third is the Chicago White Sox. Second, is the San Francisco Giants, and first, and the gold medal, goes to the San Diego Padres. Do you agree? Do you disagree? Go into the comments down below, or go into the chat on Twitter. Use the hashtag, the Sports Angle, to give us your feedback. We also have our subreddit, the, uh, you, the Sports Angle. So if you're on Reddit, go on there and give us your feedback there. So this is the Sports Angle. I'm your host, Rocco Kelly. We're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, I want to talk about what happened with the Red Sox and the Astros and why it was so important and so pay attention to details that MLB really needs you to focus on Boston and Houston. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back here on The Sports Angle. Welcome back to The Sports Angle, live in Las Vegas, the entertainment capital of the world. I'm your host, Rocco Kelly. Let's get back into it. Go to our website, thesportsangle.com, check out all the content we have on there. As well, go to our social media at The Sports Angle, like, follow, share, turn on null, all notifications for all the content we post on here. Let's get back into it. We're going to go to the comments. We want your voice to be heard. So on Twitter, someone said Vegas sent a message to Colorado that they are not going to take the physical abuse that was shown in game one. Colorado was dishing out that physical abuse. Okay, so I agree, and I also disagree with this comment. On one hand, Vegas did send a message, but I don't know if it was the message that they were trying to send out. I think Vegas was trying to show that they could be physical. They could be tough. But I think what Vegas showed was that Vegas can lose their focus pretty quickly. I think the message they really showed Colorado was, if you do something to us, we're going to focus on that instead of trying to win the game. I said this to one of my close, close, close uh, friends a long time ago. In in the NHL, if you are not a 1,000% focused on winning, if you are not focused on putting that puck in the back of the net, you are not going to win at the end of the day. And game one showed me that the Vegas Golden Knights were not interested a 1,000% in putting the puck in the back of the net that last period was clear as day that they were trying to get back at Ryan Graves and they weren't focusing on trying to put the puck in the back of the net. That's why they lost seven to one, but thanks for the comment. Also on Twitter, Rees did his job and took out Graves because it was apparent that the NHL was not going to hold Colorado accountable. You know, I love Vegas Golden Knights fans. I mean, we are live in Las Vegas, the entertainment capital of the world. I have to agree and disagree. I agree that Ryan Reeves did what they pay him $1.75 million for. I agree that he was most likely sent out there to take care of Ryan Graves, but there's a difference between taking taking him out and getting the job done and doing what he did. I mean, when an NHL enforcer is normally sent out on the ice to get to take care of somebody, they normally, you know, smash them into the boards a couple of times. Maybe they'll just drop the gloves right away, have a fight and then go to the penalty box. Maybe they'll do a face off and they will immediately uh, square up right after the face off. There's a multitude of things that enforcers do that, that gets the job done, that gets the point across. What Ryan Reeves did kind of crossed the line between getting the job done and going too far. So I agree, but I also disagree with you. Now let's go to the Facebook comments. The the light Reeves penalty results from recognition by George Peros. Graves did not get a tough enough penalty on the ice for leaving the ice in the hit, so he evened it out. All is fair. Go Knights go. Once again, I I have to say this and all due respect. I don't think that they didn't give a penalty to Ryan Graves because, oh, it was this traumatic event. Oh, this was absolutely terrible. I believe that when it came to Ryan Reeves and the light penalty that he got, I agree with the two games, but I believe that it was done because George Perros had to look um, non-biased. All right, George Peros had to look in front of the NHL like he wasn't going to side with Ryan Reeves, and like he wasn't going to side with the enforcers, who, by the way, for anybody who actually watched hockey back in the late 2000s, George Perros was the enforcer for the Anaheim Ducks from, I think, 2005 to 2011. George Peros was the guy that if you picked on Timu Solani. He was the guy you'd go after. When you picked on Ryan Getzlaff, Peros would be right there to knock to, to mess you up. When you would knock down Bobby Ryan, George Peros would come after you. That is what George Peros' job was in the NHL. He was what Ryan Reeves is. There's a reason why George Peros has an apparel company called violent gentlemen. So I'm saying to you that he only gave Ryan Reeves a penalty, which I agree with because he had to look like he wasn't biased towards Ryan Reeves. He is trying to save his job right now. So he had to make sure that Ryan Reeves got some punishment for what happened. No more Yankees. No, no more Yankees. I mean, the New York Yankees have really kind of fallen apart over the last two weeks. I mean, the New York Yankees, they've lost six of the last ten. They've lost four games in a row. They are now five and a half games back from the Tampa Bay Rays. So, New York, no, they're no longer in the top ten. Las Vegas will be a great sports town by 2025. MLB, a stadium where Rio is now. We'll talk about that in a sec. Orleans Arena for the lacrosse team. We'll talk about that in a sec. NFL Raiders at Allegiant Stadium. Soccer at Cashman. UNLV at Allegiant. NHL uh, Vegas Golden Knights at T-Mobile and uh, and and H and Henderson Silver Knights at Henderson Lifeguard Arena or is it the Dollar Loan Center? I forget which one. And the NBA uh, Women's League, the WNBA. Las Vegas Aces at, at the Mandalay Bay. It's not MGM, it's Mandalay Bay. And soon, an NBA will be built near the Smith Center. Yeah, that's right, the All Net Arena. If you are into sports, why would you want to live anywhere else? Now, let's really break this down for a second. Thank you for the comment, but let's break this down. Las Vegas will be a great sports town by the midway point of this decade. Now, Las Vegas has been trying to build themselves from being a mid-tier market to being a premier market. I know what Las Vegas is trying to do. Okay, when you have the biggest markets in the United States, trust me, I've had to go over this entire course with one of my mentors one time. They gave you a list of tiers of cities in the United States. What they did is that they give you a list of like the top 100 cities in the United States, but they break them up into tiers. Like you have the global markets, which is New York, LA, and Chicago, you know, the best of the best. You have the major markets like Philadelphia, Houston, Dallas. Um, You have San Francisco, you have Boston, and I forget there's one more. And then you have your mid major tiers. And then you have tier four, which is what Las Vegas is. Las Vegas is a mid-tier market with potential. So in other words, if you're in Las Vegas and you are in the, in, the news, in the news industry, you are in a mid-tier market, but you have the potential to move up to the next level. Like tier four, if I remember, has like 14 cities in it. Las Vegas is one of them. And what I believe Vegas is trying to do, and this is my angle on this one, I believe that Las Vegas is trying to build this sports town. They're trying to build all these things. So Las Vegas will get bumped up from being a mid tier, a medium market to being a mid major market. Because there's a lot of upside of being a mid major market instead of being a medium tier market. That is what I believe they're trying to do. That's my angle. I believe that Las Vegas is trying to bump themselves up from a tier four to a tier three when it comes to market size, market capacity, market share. That's what I believe. And getting an MLB team would help that. Getting an NBA team would help that. Having an NFL team has done that. Having an NHL team has done that. So I agree with you that they will be a great sports town by 2025. But I actually think that this is actually being done to bump them up a tier into the mid-major market and have them be considered one of the major markets in the United States. That's my angle. Happy Memorial Day, everyone, and uh, stay safe. You know what? I agree with you. In the first segment, we talked about Memorial Day You know, I talked about the traditions. You know, you have the big United States flag at Fenway Park. Uh, There are certain stadiums where they will have a gigantic U.S. flag drape uh, between left field all the way to right field. And on top of that, there's also been uh, certain uh, teams that they will do the national anthem and they will actually do it in multiple different ways. So I respect what happens with Memorial Day. I appreciate everything that happens with Memorial Day. And, uh, yeah, happy Memorial Day. Stay safe, everyone. I agree. Now, back to the topics. Boston Red Sox-Houston Astros. For the first time since 2018, Alex Cora and the Boston Red Sox had to travel to Houston Minute Maid Park, and they had to face off in a series. Now, there's going to be a lot of people who are going to sweep this under the rug. There is going to be a whole lot of people who didn't want to talk about this series, but your host Rocco Kelly wants to talk about this in full detail. Understand that when it came to Boston versus Houston, there is something that baseball doesn't want to talk about. There is a situation that MLB was trying as desperately to not acknowledge. Alex Cora was the bench coach for the Houston Astros during the 2017 World Series Championship. Alex Cora became the head coach of the Boston Red Sox in 2018. They won the World Series with Alex Cora as their head coach, as their manager. Understand that Alex Cora was on that cheating Astros team in 2017. There was also reports and multiple sources that had said that Alex Cora had continued his cheating ways from Houston once he got to Boston. The reason why the Boston Red Sox and the reason why the Houston Astros series is so important is because Alex Cora, for the first time in almost four years, had to step back into Minute Maid Park. He had to step back into Houston, and he had to look over to the opposite dugout and see the guys that he helped cheat. Alex Cora had to look over and acknowledge that he was part of that scandal. There was a reason why he got fired and was forced to sit out a year by Major League Baseball because he was a big part of why they were successful in 2017. So my angle is the reason why Alex Cora and the Boston Red Sox facing off against Dusty Baker and the Houston Astros, reason why it was such a big deal is because for the first time in a long time, it felt like someone not named the Houston Astros had to deal with the controversy from 2017. There have been plenty of teams in Major League Baseball that have called out the Astros. You had the Angels tossing out trash cans on the field after their win against Houston earlier this year. There was the incident with the New York Yankees where they were chanting um, asterisks, like 20,000 people were chanting asterisks at the Houston Astros when they were at bat. Uh, There was a situation in Oakland when the Houston Astros starting lineup was announced. The Oakland Athletics booed every single batter in the starting lineup. And let's not forget the Joe Kelly incident with the Los Angeles Dodgers and the Houston Astros from last year. But for the first time in this entire scandal, Alex Cora had to acknowledge what had happened because he went back to Houston Because the Red Sox had to face off against the Astros, he had to finally, for the first time ever, acknowledge that, yes, when I was on the other side of that dugout, I helped them cheat. I helped them win that World Series. And on top of that, he also had to admit that he helped the Boston Red Sox win that 2018 World Series, beating the Los Angeles Dodgers by doing the same method. So I don't want anybody to forget this because MLB tried to sweep it under the rug. There's a reason why baseball tried to silently not acknowledge Boston versus Houston this weekend. It was very clever. I mean, I saw it. Hey, Joshua, I know you're watching the show right now. Did you did you catch on to it? Did you catch on to the fact that Boston versus Houston was like not brought up at all by baseball? It was like baseball had a black cloud over them, and they were trying as hard as they could to not bring it up. Truth always comes to light. Hey, Joshua, you're absolutely right. The truth will always come to the surface, okay? It's like that song. The truth will set you free. Well, for the Houston Astros – I mean, when it comes to Houston Astros, the truth did set them free. It also had them getting beaned multiple times, had them be booed in every single stadium. And now nobody respects the Houston Astros, despite how successful they are this season. And Joshua, like I said, you're kind of backing up my point now. You didn't hear anything about Boston versus Houston because MLB wanted you to not know about this series. So I want to say thank you to everyone who's watching right now here on the Sports Angle. And since we have about five minutes left here on the show, I want to go into MLB. And I want to talk about the San Francisco Giants for a second. The San Francisco Giants, for the people who saw my MLB power rankings, you will know that I had them second in the MLB power rankings. The San Francisco Giants are among the best teams in Major League Baseball. Buster Posey, Evan Longoria. I mean, there is so many players who should be fossils. There's so many players in Major League Baseball, like Johnny Cueto, that when they came back to San Francisco, when they announced that they had re-up with San Francisco, a lot of people thought that this was going to be the retirement home of Major League Baseball. But that hasn't been the case. In fact, the San Francisco Giants are one of the best teams in Major League Baseball. They're leading the NL West right now. They are building up momentum in MLB. And from somebody who isn't a well-known fan of the San Francisco Giants, and somebody who watches them on occasion, I will say that I love the fact that the San Francisco Giants are doing this. I appreciate. And the San Francisco Giants are telling the Los Angeles Dodgers, hey, step to the side, we got this. You know, they're telling the San Diego Padres, hey, look over your shoulder because we got this. And I appreciate that there is parity now in the National League. You have the Giants, you have the Dodgers, you have the Padres. Heck, the Cubs and the Cardinals are battling it out right now as we speak in the National League. So that is what my angle is, is that I like what the Giants are doing. I appreciate what they're doing. And I acknowledge the parody that is happening in the NL West. All our best players are past their primes, and we have a bunch of players nobody knows. Joshua, that is what is so perfect about San Francisco. There's so many unknowns. There's so many players that were honestly not given a shot with their original team. They come to San Francisco, and they light it up. I mean, your starting pitcher, I hope I don't pronounce his name wrong, Anthony Descalafini. I mean, he wasn't really given a shot in Cincinnati. I mean, he wasn't really given the opportunity that he is now with the Giants. So I like it, and I will say that my angle is that the San Francisco Giants being successful is great for Major League Baseball. Say the Sports Angle. We are live at 6 p.m. Monday to Friday, 6 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Mountain, 8 p.m. Central, 9 p.m. Eastern. As well, go to our website, thesportsangle.com, and check out all the articles, audio, video, live streams. We have it all on SportsAngle.com. As well, follow all our social medias at the Sports Angle, and follow your host at Rocco Kelly. And until next time, remember, Rock on, and we will see you later. If your loved one is at risk of a fall, the Symphony Medical Alert System from CVS Health can help support their safety in their home with 24-7 emergency monitoring, even when you can't be there. Terms and conditions apply. Learn more about Symphony at cvs.com symphony or find it at your nearest CVS Health Hub. Summer vacation, here we come. Yep, I packed the craft beers I got it, Total Wine. Did you remember a bathing suit? No, but I did pack a bunch of summer wines. Whites, rosés, Zinfandels. Wondrous selection, helpful guides, ridiculously low prices, Total Wine and more.